Every entrepreneur has been there. Growing pains leads to growth gains. It's the challenges that cause us to level up. The Company Growth Podcast inspires you to keep going through the pain. I'm your host, Alicia Dominico. It's the ones who said, okay, look, how do I use social media in a really earnest way? How do I get this website going? How do I, all right, like, let's, let's do this. Let's figure it out. Um, those are the ones that got the greatest returns from the process. So Vaughn came out really early. It was the first municipality uh, to declare a state of emergency at the onset of COVID. This is Michelle Sampson. She's an economic development officer for the City of Vaughan, Ontario, and the treasurer for the Economic Developers Council of Ontario. Right now, she's describing to me the City of Vaughan's reaction to the first signs of the COVID pandemic as it hit the business community. And, you know, we, we came out of the gate saying, okay, what can we do on a broader level? All right, we, we're not sure where, um, you know, if there's gonna be food shortages and all of this. So we're gonna make sure that uh, we, we shift the bylaws so that trucks can be coming in any time of the day or night and, you know, bringing in these kinds of supplies. Um, we're going to, we know hotels are getting hit really hard. So we're going to suspend the municipal accommodation tax, at least temporarily. Um, you know, all these sort of little things we did very quickly right at the beginning. And then as, as things have evolved, we've been putting out as many resources as we can to say, all right, this is, this is some stuff you need to know, um, both in terms of changing restrictions, um, but you know, here's more tactical stuff that you can, you can take into consideration. Um, you know, have you considered cybersecurity during this time with everybody working from home? Um, and also offering programming and webinars and you know everything we can on, a, on that broad level to give as much as we can to as many businesses as we can. Michelle's gonna tell me all about the new businesses coming to Vaughn, but before we go further and talk about how economic development officers are bringing those businesses to the area, I wanted to see how she would describe economic development in her own words. When I first learned about economic development as a business owner, I was like, I don't understand what economic development is. I don't know who you are, what you people want from me. What is this? When you talk about investment and retention, what does all of this mean? Sure, sure. This is a, a unfortunately a common problem. Um, we, we very much struggle to explain to our parents what we do uh, as a profession. They don't know. Uh, they have some vague sense of they support businesses, I think. Um, so the core way to describe it is to sort of bring it all the way down to its core roots, which is, um, you know, if you work for a municipal government like me, then what you're trying to do is um, improve the economy and increase the tax base. You know, like if we want to really look at like the, the cut and dry of it, we're making sure that the city has enough money to do what it's doing. And one of the ways to do that is to make sure businesses come, set up, stay, and grow. So everything we do feeds into that. Now, there's a lot of things that can feed into that, and the, the field has evolved over time. So that includes everything from directly consulting with a small business who's trying to get up and started or, or flush out their idea through to, you know, uh, working with a major employer to figure out how to get through some of the roadblocks that they have so that they can one stay and to ideally grow. Um, but there's also, you know, 
more tangential pieces, community building, and just making your community a great place to live and work. So all of those things feed in, and it really just, what you actually do day to day, in a big way, depends on what your community believes in, what your council prioritizes, and uh, you know what your what your management prioritizes. Even before my time, if I can start, you know, right from the the theory of economic development, um, you know, I find it so fascinating that the roots of this profession are are actually in energy companies. Um, so, particularly in the states, um, you know, people who made power needed to sell power. And who better to sell power to than, say, a big manufacturing plant? Um, so they would go out and try to attract manufacturers into their catchment area so that they could sell more power. Um, and that, so that's, that has really evolved <laughs> in, a, in a big way to where we are now. Um, while, uh, particularly in the States, um, but even in Canada, there are still people within power companies who, who do this kind of work. Most of it lives within the public sector now. Um, at the municipal level, which is uh, you know, probably most, most common by number of people in the profession, but also happening at the provincial and uh, federal levels and in um, you know, uh, other or types of organizations like business improvement areas and chambers of commerce and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think what's, what's caused the profession to go from pretty kind of basic, I'll say, or core activity of attracting in new business is uh, one, a, a lot of research has been done. So, you know, one of the big breakthroughs, I think, that we're, we're still learning in some ways is that, you know, 70% of the jobs that are created, new jobs that are created in a community come from the businesses that are already in that community. So that became a really big imperative to say, all right, we need to nurture these businesses. And you know, it's actually called economic gardening. <laughs> and that's really what you're doing is you're, you're nurturing the businesses that you have so that they can uh, do great things and then create more jobs to continue doing those great things. Um, but then in talking to those businesses, you start to find that you know, those, those challenges and opportunities that they see, there's a huge range. I mean, some of them are, are common, like, um, you know, we're having trouble uh, attracting talent, say, or we're having trouble finding people. So that, depending on your community, might go in a couple different ways. You might start working with your, your local college to start training people in this area where you're having a shortage of skilled labor, say. Um, or you know they might you might find ways to you know do more apprenticeships, or you might go to your high schools and say, hey, have you considered a career in this? You know, economic developers will sometimes do that or work with the industry to make those kinds of connections. Um, on the other end, it might be working to attract more people into your community. People start their careers in funny places, and sometimes not always in the way that they'd expect. I wanted to know what made Michelle want to pursue economic development and how she saw the potential in Vaughan. So I started with the city of Vaughan um, almost three years ago now, and I was hired on with a, uh, a specific portfolio of um, supporting business development into the new downtown that Vaughn is building, the Vaughn Metropolitan Center. Um, it is, I, I nerd out so hard. It's such a fascinating project. And I feel just so blessed to be able to play a small role in, in such a 
crazy city building um, initiative. Um, but I also do citywide uh, marketing for you know the rest of the city and support uh, the office and retail sectors as well, while my colleagues um, support industrial and small business, and uh, we have a good-sized team, so, so we can specialize a bit more than some economic developers can. When you're trying to support other companies in achieving their business goals, it's sometimes an additional challenge for you to find out how you can support them when the going gets really tough in the face of a pandemic. I wanted to hear more about how Vaughn faced those challenges the past year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you know, we have a hard time in some cases connecting with, you know, like the big busy, you know, doing very well companies um, because because you're so busy doing well. <laughs> um, but that makes you so important to the local economy. And, you know, we want to have that that connection into you so that we can make sure that you're doing well. Um, and so, you know, if you have that relationship built in advance, when you have an issue, it becomes easier to just sometimes it's even just like, Hey, Michelle, you know, I've got, I've got this thing, you know, is there anything you can do about that? And maybe there isn't, but usually we're, we're, you know, we're always, we're yes people. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just like, I can't directly help you with that, but I know someone who can, or I can direct you or, or help you navigate like those, you know, the <laughs> government processes that you don't want to learn. We hardly want to learn, like, no, you know, it's, it's complicated um, and we can help you navigate that kind of stuff. Um, but, but yeah, but by having that relationship as well, you know, we might think of you and we might, we might throw you something that's very valuable to you because it came across our desk. So highly recommend just building that relationship. You don't even have to spend too much time at it just to check in every once in a while. Um, but I think it can, it can yield a lot for both sides. Michelle works so closely with businesses. I knew she had seen a lot of businesses struggle. I wondered what were the most important strategies for business owners to know going into a crisis from her point of view. Are there universal truths to business growth? So much of it comes down to um, just that willingness, <laughs> the, the intellectual curiosity, the, the drive. Um, we actually talked to an expert in, in change management um, who has a particular expertise in flourishing during crisis. Um, you know, he, he was a, a tech guy who, who survived the, you know, the dot-com um, bust and uh, the recession. And, uh, you know, each time he was able to find a new idea or, or pivot or, you know, just hustle his way through it in some cases. And, uh, you know, in, in doing this kind of work and in talking to many more businesses than, than I ever will probably, um, he, he, yeah, he found that like right from that, like, say, retailers who struggled to get online. So, you know, he did a lot of work with like Digital Main Street, um, him and his, uh, his students. And that's what he said. Like, it's the ones who said, okay, like, how do I use social media <laughs> in a really earnest way? How do I get this website going? How do I, all right, like, let's, let's do this. Let's figure it out. Um, those are the ones that got the greatest returns from the process. Um, so it's amazing what attitude can do, you know, even in the absence of 
previous skill, um, previous experience. If you dive in with that kind of attitude, you can make really big changes and really impactful changes. And in the face of hardship, you know, if you that sort of can-do attitude that I'll get through this. I've, if, you know, 100% of my days, my bad days I've survived already. I can figure this out. I think it's a, it's an, it's a shift. It's a, it's a, you know, in Peloton, I write Peloton, we always talk about like the shit shift and it's that shift of being like, you're like, ah, 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 this is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. And then you're like, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it, you know? And, and I think afterwards you can sort of celebrate. And I know that, you know, in starting and launching a podcast, there's a lot of pain points, but you guys happen to have been recently celebrated by Edco for your podcast. Yeah, so um, so just as a, a point of clarification, technically we did win for season one. Um, we, we submitted season one and season two separately because they had just such different objectives and, and audiences. But um, yeah, so uh, they, they gave us a, a win for um, investment attraction in the urban category for season one of the podcast. Um, I was very, very proud of that. So that was your audience. <laughs> With season one, you're like, we need to attract people into these these spaces that we have to sell. This inventory of potentially really good industrial or office space, we want the world to know to consider us for or, um, when they're investment or re, uh, relocation. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, I think it was even a little bit broader than that on a, a level of people still don't entirely know where Vaughn is, what it's all about, um, or they think it's that bedroom community. And so we really wanted to come out of the gate hard and say, we are not what you think. We are, we are not just, uh, you know, housing and Canada's wonderland. Um, you know, we, we have these really amazing stories to tell um, and we're going in really amazing directions and we want you to know about it. So I think we did get a lot of locals who maybe don't know what's coming down the pipeline, um, but also, you know, that that broader and even worldwide community. You know, one of the things I was really proud of was that, you know, we've got downloads from people in over 50 countries. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, some of those are, you know, just just a couple, uh, <laughs> but um, but, you know, we've we've yeah, we've got listeners from around the world. And uh, I, I didn't quite expect that. I, I expected maybe uh, a domestic audience and, um, you know, maybe the states, you know, being our closest neighbors. But um, it was really amazing to see the response from from that broad of a group. So so we're not just saying, you know, we're not just Toronto's little cousin. Um, you know, we're saying we're we're here and we're doing amazing things. Period. Well, destination, right? <laughs> Going back to that concept of of um, tourism and and you know ending up as the destination, ending up as a place where you can live and work and really flourish, even in a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> Was that the goal of the podcast and doing season two in the middle of it all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so season one uh, looks very different from season two. Season season one was very much about those mega projects, those uh, you know downtown Vaughn, um, what's going on in our, our West End, which is where we have a lot of our um, you know large vacant land parcels, um, a whole bunch, of, all sorts of all sorts of things. They're like here's here's the future of Vaughn, and here's the the really big things that we're up to. For COVID, um, for the COVID season, season two, <laughs> we said, okay, there's a really big need to get those resources out to our local business community. So, so we shifted in terms of theme, content, 
audience in some ways. That that first season was we were trying to speak as as broadly as we could, um, but for season two, we we wanted to really focus on our our home business community. Although you know these stories are relevant to any business, I would say. But yeah, so for season two, we wanted to highlight. Um, you know, stories of business resilience and adaptation, and also pull out some of those lessons so that, you know, other other companies can say, okay, that's a good idea that I think I can apply in my business. So so that's where I tried to take my questioning and and to, you know, pull that out and really sort of tell the story like you do with this podcast of, you know, how <laughs> how, you know, how how the original lockdown sort of changed how they re- how they run their business, and then how they responded to that, and how they built it back up, and that's sort of where the magic happens, I think, to say, okay, yes, they were in a tough position like we all were, but but they took it in a really interesting direction. <laughs> it's clear that Michelle and her colleagues from Vaughn have found a way to overcome public confusion about economic development and through the ongoing pandemic to represent the city's best qualities and connect the stories to an international audience. I wanted to hear if she had a favorite story from her podcast to leave us with. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think one of uh, one of the stories that, that really stuck out um, to me and, and to a lot of the, the listeners as well, It's uh, I think it's the most popular episode of, uh, of season two is um, uh, we have a company called Control Energy. And one, one of the things they do is air quality monitoring. So they make devices for air quality monitoring. So when COVID happened, someone said, do you think that we could actually detect COVID in the air? Like, could we do that? And they were like, maybe. <laughs> Let's look into it. <laughs> so, you know, from that kind of moment, they dove right in and in absolute record time, um, you know, they, they leveraged what relationships that they had. They, they leveraged the expertise they had um, and they developed a detector that actually picks up COVID in the air and you know sends a flag to the building manager saying you know in this room covid has been detected you know kind of lock it down get those people do the contact tracing that kind of thing but you know where where the value really comes i think is is the flip side of saying the room that i'm in is safe there is no covid in this room and that's where that imperative really came from that's where he saw um, paul gezi the ceo that was the the core of what he wanted to do with this to make people feel safe in the space that they're in and it's such a such an amazing story that uh, they were able to do that and they you know they're already they're commercializing they're they're selling these things now already so quickly so that's been a really amazing story you can hear more from Michelle about economic development in the city of Vaughan by listening to the Vaughan Rising podcast Find more episodes of the Company Growth Podcast on anchor.fm slash companygrowthpodcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you've got a company growth story you'd like to share, reach out to Tangible Words. We'd love to hear your story about business growth and use it to help other leaders grow their company. Until next time, I'm Alicia Dominico, and this is the Company Growth Podcast.